Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Just want to pray. Father, as you foretold this years ago, I stand here as promised. I see that your angels and your anointing have filled not only this place, the property and, and this region. This moment is not mine to give as you've already given this to us. And now we see that the move of your Holy Spirit as promised is here. Father, from your heart to our hearts, we receive all that you have for us. We give ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Thank you. So this is truly a Holy Spirit moment. We talk about we believe in the Holy Spirit. Do you really believe in the Holy Spirit? How many here believe in the Holy Spirit? Well, this is a Holy Spirit day. This is a prophetic moment. It's a prophetic day. The reason why I say that, and I'll do the walk with you. I'm going to walk through some details. I'll tell you about a miracle. And then I'm going to tell you what the Spirit of God has given me for today and moving forward for this region. I can, I can assure you, when you leave here today, you won't leave here the same way that you came in. Amen. And you'll never be the same again. Amen. Because what's happening here in the spirit realm is an eruption, an activation of a promise. Now I'm going to walk you through some of the things about, it was eight years ago, actually, to the month, that I was in the front room of my, my house, and I am a prodigal son. And that was a time where the Spirit of God came on me. It was my defining moment. And in that time, it was, I was so overwhelmed by the Spirit. I started seeing things, and I started prophesying, and I was preaching. And I saw myself here today, in this very place, doing this very thing. And he said, this will be the first time you speak in WCF. And I saw some other times, and they haven't come yet, but I, I know what they are and where they're coming in. And then in this, I saw some chaos and a little bit of confusion. I thought, God, what is that? And it's like, okay, I'm going to preach that day. That's fine. And I said, okay, I'm going to be scared, but I'm going to do it. Because anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a, a public speaker fan. And I'm not a guy that likes that kind of attention or anything like that. And I avoided it. And, uh, and as I came to the church here, to this part of the body, I was hiding in men alive. And God, God was, uh, yeah, hiding. So God was showing himself through me with the gift and calling that's inside of me. And I thought, okay, I'm comfortable there. But it kept coming back what he had shown me in my room. And on that day, he showed me different things. And he showed me 11-11. I thought, what is that? And it was like February 11th. Okay, that's my birthday. And 11 came up with, oh, it's my brother's birthday. No, okay, who is it? And then in April, it's like April 11th. What is that day? Whose birthday is that? And it was, he was focusing on birthday. I thought, it's a birthday. I thought, what is that? And then every year, it'd be reoccurring. So, okay, what's, 
what are you doing here? And so as time was going on, I was supposed to, I was scheduled to, I should say, to do the um, redefined, culture redefined. And it was about a month ago, and, and, uh, and then it got canceled because we had a death in the family. But God already knew the death was coming and knew that I wouldn't be in front of church until this moment. So this is that moment. And so as that was coming up, uh, Pastor R.D. and Pastor Mary, they knew that I believe in the Holy Spirit was coming up and they both agreed to ask me to do that. I said, okay, I would do that. I said, what day? And they said, April 11th. (laughs) Bingo. So this is, and I didn't say anything to them. Nobody knew because I was keeping it inside. And as most people know, I keep a lot of things. I don't share them until they absolutely have to. But that tells me how aligned everything is in this place and how aligned they are with the Spirit of God and what He's doing. So I say all that because there is going to be some statements here today that I'm going to deliver that you're going to understand as they come out. But God is making a proclamation. I'm going to tell you a story because it'll lead into that. My wife, um, her father was in the hospital and and uh, for three and a half years, my wife was so intimate in taking care of her father. And of course, I was equally as intimate with it. And she wanted to make sure that he had the best quality of life before he leaves this life to be with Jesus. And so she really lived out what we say to honor your parents. And I saw the honor that she was bestowing on her father. And that meant that the last two years of his life, that meant going to the hospital every day and being there for him every day. And so what we would do is when she was going, we would switch back and forth so she could get some time home. And she would go home for maybe two or three hours, shower, and then go back to the hospital. And she'd stay there all night. On occasion, I did too. But as we were going back and forth, there was a 22-year-old lady, young girl, that had a brain tumor. And my wife had got to know them because they, they were there the same amount of time we were. And she, would, she was there actually longer than I was. And, and so she got to interact with them a little bit. And uh, a, lo- a lot more than I did anyway. And so she told me about them and, and we would have minor salutations, but I didn't really know them. And then this one day I was out of town and I was trying to get back in time so I could relieve my wife. So I was driving back and I'm praying. And as I'm pl- praying, I'm reflecting on them. I said, okay, what is it? What are you doing? I have to introduce myself to them today. Okay, I'll do that. So I knew that I would purpose to see them when I got back to the hospital. So as I got to the hospital, I go to the floor where um, we're all on the same floor. As I walked by the room, I saw them in, at the front of the room. And, uh, and then I, I looked in and I saw family members and friends. And I saw once he opened, it was right beside the young girl. So I introduced myself. I sat down and I said, I'm here because I'd like to pray. And I said the, the young girl's name, I said, and I'm praying for you. And then the dialogue went on a little bit and uh, I said, okay, that's nice to meet you. And then I left and I I told Daniela. And then about two weeks later, I'm coming to the hospital again to relieve my wife as normal. And uh, 
what happened was I went by the room and it was empty. I said, oh, the, empty, the room's empty. What's going on? Oh, they might, must have been moved to another room. I talked to Daniela and she said, uh, she asked me if anybody's in the room. I said, no. And she said, well, her father was crying today and he's really distraught because it's not looking good for her, for the daughter. And he was really upset. I said, oh, I thought, she's not dead because God, you would have said something. And, uh, and then about a half hour later, my wife says, why don't you go down and see if they're back in the room? And I said, no, initially. And I said, okay, you know what I'm going to. Because I'm thinking, okay, it's triggering something. So I go back to the room and the room is still empty. And I said, God, what is going on? She's not dead, but you got me here. Why did you bring me here? And he said, go to ICU, go to the elevators. So I go, go to the elevators. I said, ICU, where is that? And I look and I see he's on the elevators. I pushed it and we're going down. On the way down, I said, what am I gonna do there? I can't go see this girl because she's isolated. What am I gonna do? So I get out and he told me her mother's in the, in the waiting room. I said, okay, I'm gonna go there. So I go to the waiting room, I look in, I see a young man standing and I see her while well, a lady sitting. I said, God, that's not her. He said, that's her. So it doesn't look like her, it's not her. He goes, it's her. I said, okay. So I'm arguing with God. I don't know why, but I said, okay, I'm gonna go in. So I go in and I look, it's not her. And I walked, I look at the windows. I said, God, that's not her. He said, yes, it is, turn around. So I turned around, she said, hi to me. I said, hi back. I said, okay. I said, listen, I'm gonna tell you a story about a woman that had stage four cancer and she was healed. And then I'm gonna tell you, you know, the rest of it, but God brought me here for this reason. So I exchanged the story to make a long story short because it's about 10 minutes long. I, um, I said that God brought me here because he wants me to tell you this, that your daughter's gonna be fine, that he's, he's taking care of her and he's telling me to tell you, you have nothing to worry about. And she said, okay. And she, um, I said, God is making a declaration. He's proclaiming something that's established. And she said, okay. And, uh, and then I said, you have nothing to worry about. She said that she's supposed to be here three or four days. I said, well, don't believe that. Don't believe the word of the, the, um, the doctor. Believe the word Lord. And I said, and I said, God is not asking your permission. He's making a declaration and it'll be established. And it's established today. And then I prayed for her and then I left. And when I left, I went up and I told Daniela about it. And then uh, the next day we're in the hospital and we would take her dad and we put him in the common room and we would spend some time with him. And while we're there, we see this entourage of people walking by. I'm looking at it. And then I look at the lady at the end and it's that, that young girl's mother. So I went out and I said to her, I said, Hey, I said, is that your daughter? She said, yes, it is. Within 24 hours, her daughter was not only better, but she's up and walking where she couldn't do any of that. And then two weeks later, she's home. But this, this is what we're talking about. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit moves. Thing is, God, God is doing so much here in this area. He wants to use you. And there's a declaration that he made that day. He wasn't asking permission. He was taking, he was telling us that there's a declaration of what he's doing. 
And so he's doing that here today. He's doing that in this land. And the declaration... I'm going to read what he's saying. You know that song that um, the fresh wind, we'll play that again at the very end. But I want you to listen to the lyrics of it because the lyrics really embody what this is all about here today. Because as I was putting this message together and I was writing down all of my points that, that the Spirit of God wanted me to talk about and then I thought, no, it's not me. He wants us to talk about it. And so they're going to tell you what the Spirit of God has put on their heart, and you'll see how it all lines up. So here it is. The Great Awakening is now. There's an acceleration of that forerunner anointing on this house. It's activated today. The watchmen are called to action as a dry bones in Ezekiel 37. The prayer movement in this house will grow in an infectious way. This all takes you, which means the Holy Spirit of the one true living God is calling you to go deep. Are you willing to go deep? Do you want to go deep? Do you want to have, do you want to have that empowerment where you're infectious and you get to see the manifestation of the power of God working through you? Do you want that? Because it's already yours. If he can do that with me, he can do that with anybody. That's right. So I told you a hospital miracle because God isn't making a, he's not asking permission. It's a statement and declaration. He's launching an eruption that will impact and resonate through the world. The forerunner anointing on this church, this region, the watchmen are called to take their positions. because he's making a declaration. God is moving people and repositioning those with the new apostolic and prophetic mantles with mandates for the city, this city and cities and region. God's not handcuffed by us. And because we have not gone to the world, God is bringing the world to us. Immigration is not an invasion. Immigration is an invitation for God, from God to come here so they can hear about him. They will take the gospel back to their people and country because he's starting to move on them. We still have to go into the world, just not to each nation, as God will bring those nations to us. So there is more to this. But there is a deposit that's happening here. That song that we talked about earlier, Fresh Wind, when I was in the, in the chapel praying, about four o'clock in the morning and I started playing some music and Derek came in about 5, 5.15 and the music was playing and Derek and I were talking and as it transitioned from one song to another then there was a song that came, there was something that came on and Derek said, oh, it's a commercial, I'll change it. So he went there and he goes, it's not a commercial, it's a song. And we, we said, okay, let's hear it. So we started listening to it and I listened to it intently because God had my attention. And as I did, and I was going through every lyric and the music, I started to weep. And I, I really did, I cried. You can ask Derek, I cried. And then I got my composure, I cried again. Because that is what the Spirit of God is doing today. And he was confirming what he already told me. And I wrote it down. He confirmed it through music, lyric upon lyric. 
And I can tell you that the declaration for what's happening in the mantle on this place, you can participate in it. God wants you to participate because it's a mantle. And it's going to affect not only this area, but it's going to resonate through North America. So in that same chapel where I was, I was there another morning and it was early again. And I'll tell you, I said this earlier in the first service, but I'll just qualify this. The reason why I wake up early is because he says that they that seek me early find me. And so when I wake up early, and I did again today, woke up really early to get up to pray so I could be sensitive to what God wants to say to you. And so when I, I wake up and I go, God, you said that if, if I seek you early, I'll find you. Help me find you. I want to find you. I want to find him. I want to go deep with him. Because I know when I go deep with him, it's infectious. And that deep pours out to people. And so it's not about me. It starts with me. But it's about the people that don't know him. And our world is full of those people. And he's bringing the world of those people here for us to share. So when I was there, another early morning, I was standing at the front and I was praying and I had my hands like this. And then I saw a bunch of dark clouds that were covering this area. And I saw it and I thought, okay. And then they started to open up like this. And it kept getting wider and wider. And then light come down. I thought, oh my goodness, what is that? And it's an eruption, an activation of the Spirit of God. That's what's happening here today. And the Spirit of Truth came down. And it starts here. We'll see it igniting a manifestation like we haven't seen before. Now I'm going to talk about, through this, like I said in the first service, I'll talk about Genesis 1-1. I might talk about some of these, but I'll just give it for reference. You can prove to me that I'm, I'm okay with it. But um, John 14, John 16, uh, Acts 1-2, um, probably go to, at the very end, I definitely will go to Ephesians, but I'll try to capture all that. And yeah, Genesis 1-1 will be in that too. So, so in that, with that cloud that came in that morning, at four o'clock in the morning, uh, Friday, my wife and I were walking and we went to one of our favorite places where uh, we would take her father and I would go and pray. Uh, even before I met my wife, I would go there and I spent a lot of time praying. And we were walking through and she grabbed my hand. She said, let's pray. I said, okay. So I went to pray and I looked up and there was dark clouds just like I saw and the clouds were opening up like this. And I said, Daniela, that's what I saw in the chapel. That's the same and we took a picture of it because it was so profound. And that's what the Spirit of God was doing to confirm this day. Just like Pastor RJ asking me to be here today to speak is confirming what he told me eight years ago. Equal to that, Spirit of God showed me they would be the pastors of this church today, but told me that way before he was pastor, the senior pastor. And then I was able to share it with him about a year or a year and a half. I'm not sure, maybe a year or two years before he was actually um, moved into that position. But as I would share with him what God had told me about him being the pastor, he had nothing to worry about. You're going to be the pastor and that's it. And he is. 
So all of these are prophetic moments, prophetic days. And when I was in my front room eight years ago, Spirit of God said that I would be here preaching about what? Holy Spirit. The very thing. Nothing happens like that. Nobody can do that. Only God can do that. So when he's doing that, he's making a declaration. He is more than capable of fulfilling the obligations to what he promised. So what's happening? Just like that lady, when she was a little questioning, I said, no, he's not asking permission. He's telling you, he's making a declaration and look at the results. So the empowering of the Holy Spirit will bring immediate results. You'll see immediate answers. And as you go to pray for people and you start ministering to people, it won't be, okay, I'm going to pray for you to get healed. Oh, I hope you get healed. Oh God, I'm, I'm doing this in a service to you. And okay, I pray for somebody and they're healed. By faith, they're healed. No, it won't be that way. You're going to go with boldness. Yeah. You go with, with intention. Yeah. And it won't be, I'm going to pray with you at home. It's like, I'm going to pray with you now. Right. And you'll see results. They're going to go, I feel better. They say, exactly. You should. And that will happen. And it's going to continue to happen. So I can tell you, I could be here for hours telling you about stories of just like the one I just told you. And if I did that, I, and I will share some of those as, as uh, time goes on, you know, different things as Spirit leads me. But it's not about bringing attention to me. It's about bringing attention to what God is doing. And like I said, the first service is if somebody gives me $100 and I give it to Jeremiah, and he's so thankful I give him $100, it's like, no, no, the $100, it doesn't belong to me. It belonged to him. Let me introduce you to the one that gives it. There it is. I'm going to introduce it, introduce you to him. And that's what we're called to do. So I don't have a ministry. I have a responsibility to the gifts that God has poured into me because it's not for me, it's for people. And so the gifts that are inside of me are for you, to encourage you, to build you, to increase your faith so you can go and do those things that you're called to do. That can't be good. <laughs> well, Lord, I just thank you right now that you would... Uh you'd speak through me, not me. Give everyone ears to hear right now. Amen. So uh, like I did in the first service, I'm going to get up in your face, come down here. I don't like standing on stage. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Lord was sharing with me as James was speaking that some of you are here and you don't know why you're here. You kind of don't want to be here, actually. And uh, he's wanting you to hear the word of the Lord today. So if you have to mumble underneath your breath, just say, be real with them. God, I don't know if this is real, but help me hear what you want me to hear today. I promise you, you will. So um, my question to you today is who is writing your story? Because we're hearing, we're hearing stories, right, of what God has done, and I'll share a story with you guys, but who is writing your story? Are you writing it? Or is the Holy Spirit writing your story? Because you can't do both. That would look very weird on a piece of paper. <laughs> Imagine two people, like, I see two people writing. You know, you got you writing down, you're like, no, this is what I want to happen. Holy Spirit, you know, he's writing around your words and he's like, oh my gosh, I got to fix all this crazy damaged stuff and make something good out of it. So that's what we need to ask ourselves. Who's, who's writing our story? Because I promise you, Holy Spirit writes a better story. Much better story. Yeah. 
And some of you guys, your story, it sucks right now. It hurts. And it's because you've allowed other people and yourself to write your story. And it's never going to be as good. It's always going to be lacking. It's going to be much emptier. But a cool story is uh, a couple years ago, I was driving in my truck and I was going to work for a client of mine. And um, I've been wrestling a little bit with, like, God, do you still, like, I know you still heal people, but like, I haven't seen it in a long time. And I just, I felt, I felt discouraged. And um, I was driving there and I heard, it was Joyce Meyer on the, on the radio. And she said, um, she's talking about the scripture. So a man believes in his heart, so he is. And all of a sudden it just, it hit me. Holy Spirit's like, you don't see yourself the right way. You don't see yourself the way I see you. And I went, okay. I said, if, if Paul could walk on the street, I think it was Paul or Peter, I remember, and his, his shadow would go by and the people would get healed. I'm like, you don't love him more than you love me. So I'm just gonna believe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have faith that it's you that does the work, not me. It's not my hands. It's not my words. It's you. And, uh, and I, I pull up at my client's house and sweet lady, she comes outside and she would always bring me food. She had like a handful of cherries and she just put it in my hand or, you know, like chocolates or something. She's, she's so sweet. And uh, she comes outside and she's holding her mouth and she's like, Stephen, like, I'm sorry, I can't stay out here long. Like my tooth has hurt me all night and I've been up all night and I have to go to the dentist today and I don't know what's wrong. And I said, oh, okay. I was like, well, um, I can pray for you. And she's like, what, why? I said, oh, like, like I'll, I'll pray for God to heal you. And uh, he will. She's like, I, I don't believe that's true. I said, okay. I'm like, he wants to though. But I said, that's no problem. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll just get started to work. So I start working and uh, like 30 seconds goes by. And she like runs up to me and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I, nothing. She's like, the pain is leaving my mouth. And I was like, wow. I was like, well, God is healing you because he loves you. I said, Jesus loves you. And she's like, oh, I like, and she just walks inside and she's so frazzled and it was kind of funny, like, she's just, she's so sweet. Um, and uh, so I continued working and I was just like, wow, thank you, Lord. I'm like, I didn't even say anything. Like, I'm, I was talking to God, I'm like, I didn't even say a prayer under my breath. Like, I literally am just standing here. That's all I'm doing. And uh, she runs outside again. She's like, you're freaking me out. I'm freaked out. She's like, the pain is literally like almost all gone. And I'm like, just thank God. I'm like, Jesus loves you. And then she runs back inside and she's still frazzled. And um, <laughs> she comes outside and she's like, hey, it's all gone. And uh, <laughs> she tries to hand me this like pile of cash. And I'm like, no, like, please do not do this. And, and like from her culture, like you, you kind of have to pay for like your blessings you pay for what you get from God. And uh, I told her, I said, that's not how it works. 
I said, like, he gave that to you. It was a free gift. And uh, she's like, well, can you give the money to your church at least? And I said, I can do that. And so I came out Sunday and I gave the money. But like, that's what happens when the Holy Spirit tells our story. It's crazy. Like it, it blows my mind because I can never do something like that. Like it's, it's, it was not what I expected to do that day. Like I had my own plans of what I thought I should do. I had to make money and I had to, you know, do, take care of my responsibilities. And I was mostly thinking about me, but I chose to take a moment and not think about me and talk with God and be like, okay, let's do, let's do this today. And I believe that's what he really, really wants to start doing with all of us on a daily basis, is, is we have an opportunity to tell a crazy story with God. We have an opportunity to do that. And I, I know that there's gonna be some amazing stories. I believe we're gonna be a church that is a storytelling church. A church that has so many stories that we don't have time to talk about them because they're happening all the time with everybody. And it's not because I'm special and it's not because you're more special. It's because God loves the world and he chooses to use me and to use you to tell that story. So I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear what God is gonna do through all of you. Praise the Lord. Amen. So... That's so good. So good. Yep, Stephen, it happened again. Yeah. We were speaking down there, so here's my story. I sat down there and I said, oh, man. Whew. He just gave me something. And you looked at me and said, oh, you want to go before me? I said, no, no, no. It doesn't work that way. I didn't know what you were going to talk about. In fact, Jessica didn't know what we were going to talk about on this one neither yeah. she said it here in front earlier some of you have come here dry wanting something more needing something more and the scripture that came up and I sorry media you don't got it that's how he works I, I've been walking in it and it's like kind of like Stephen says you want me to do that and you want me to change now what I did in the first service yep I want you to change it so here it is Isaiah 43 19 New Living or no sorry NIV I'll go with that one I like that one better see I am doing a new thing I am doing a new thing right now. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do you feel it? I feel it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Thursday or Thursday. I wanted a tagline on here. I wanted, oh, come to the altar. The river is flowing right through here. This is a little overlap in the first service. 
I, I sing. I sing unto the Lord. <laughs> I sing with a joyful heart. Amen. But right now is an opportunity. I'm going to go into a song right now. I don't know how long it's going to go. But you need, if you need that, you need that, you need that water. If you're dry, you need that water. You come up. I know, Alan, you don't know it. That's okay. Keep on doing your thing. You're doing great. Isn't that worship team amazing? Before I go, before I do this, 11 o'clock, I don't think they knew what they were doing today. That's how he works. And they were so good and they were so powerful. Sang from your heart, Raylan. You did. Ella, where are you? Sang from your heart. Because you know Jesus loves you. I'm so proud of you guys. Jessica, wow. So if you're ready, I'm kind of ready. Sing, sing, oh barren land. Water is coming to the thirsty. Know you are empty. I am the well. Draw from me and I will provide. He wants to draw you here. Sing, sing, oh barren land. Water is coming to the thirsty. Know you are empty. He is the well. Draw from him and he will provide. Wow. He's our gyra. He provides. I feel like I'm taking your other part now. Am I okay? Go for it, man. Oh, man. You know, the greatest barrier to revival is sin. Yep. Three questions. Are you right with God right now? Is there any sin in your life? Are you living in disobedience to the Lord? I had wrote those questions down a few weeks ago. I don't know why I did. I did they were here in my notes. See, he put a fire in my heart and I don't know when it was. I know two years ago, it started kind of a flame. Like Jessica said, like the flame in early service. I think you mentioned that flame. It's, it's kind of just dangling there and it wants to be blown onto a fresh wind on it. Then when it ignites, it just kind of blows up into a fire. Right? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Here comes another one. Mm, I need some water. You're doing great, man. He wants to burn you. He wants to completely clean you out. 
and it's okay. Nobody came up. I know there's several of you that need to come up, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Clean my hands, purify my heart, and I want to burn for you, no need for you. It continues on. Take my life as a living sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Burn me beautiful. Burn me lovely, burn me righteous, burn me holy, burn me beautiful, burn me lovely, burn me righteous, burn me holy for you. I want to be tried by fire purified you take whatever you desire and Lord here's my life I want to be tried by fire purified you take whatever you desire and Lord here's our life Give it to him. He just wants to burn everything that you don't think it's righteous in you. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I thank you. It's burning fresh fire through everyone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give me a fresh, fresh fire. So we're, we're breaking this up a little bit different than the first service. I'm being sensitive to what the Spirit of God is doing. And uh, you see, it says in the Bible that the anointing breaks the yoke. So what is the yoke? What is the yoke that the Spirit of God is breaking here today? It's apathy. Yeah. Apathy is being replaced with activation. That's it. He's activating you. Yeah. And I'm going to read. I'm going to read Acts 2, 17. It says, in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will, will dream dreams. Even my, on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. That song we played at the very beginning. These are my notes. That song was given to me by the Spirit of God for this moment. The Spirit of God is moving on everyone here. It's moving on you. Because you're never going to be the same again. And you know, when, when Derek was talking about your commitment, are you committed to Christ? Are you committed to serving the one true living God? You can say yes to us. You can say yes to your girlfriend, boyfriend, your spouse. And you can get them to believe what you're saying. 
But when you're alone and it's your head on your pillow and you're by yourself, that is the truth. And God sees that. You know, as we're up here, it says that he has given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For what? The working of the ministry. The ministry work is in you. How do you do that? What is what has God given you to do that? It says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And when I read that about Acts 2, 17, it was when the Holy Spirit came in like a rushing wind and filled the room and they, they started to speak in tongues and they were empowered with what I just said. And what do you do with the power? You go and these signs will follow them that believe they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. It's instantaneous. God is working through you. I have to change the way I say these things. I consciously have to make things work here because God doesn't use anybody. We volunteer our services to him and he flows through us. So if we say God uses us and I have to retract because I, I did say that in the first service and it's wrong. It is completely wrong, but he does flow through us. And what do we do? Like God, when I say God, you said, seek me early, I want to find you. It's because I'm going to give my services to him. He has poured some gifting and callings inside of me and it's not for me. I want to be sensitive to the people that it's for. You see, he's given us a well. There's a well. And a well is static. And the water in it is no good unless you go to the well and you draw from it. And if you draw from it, you'll quench your thirst. But it's an action you have to take. But that's a declaration. That's what's being established here today. And like that lady, when she was talking about her daughter, it's like, no, no, no. It's not, he's not asking your permission. He's telling you it's already done. It's not about whether she has a faith or not. It's about him showing her, getting her attention. God is trying to get your attention. Does he have your attention? How many people here are filled with the Holy Spirit? You have the ability to lay hands on the sick. You have the ability to prophesy. It says here in Acts 2.17 that it's going to happen. It says in this day it will happen. Now, I was up early in the morning again. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning at this one time when I was reading the scriptures. And the Spirit of God took me to Acts 1. And had me focus on, it says the earth was out form and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I said, what is that? And he said, God said that we're going to make man in our image. And the spirit of God was excited in anticipation for what he was creating us. He was anticipated. He was excited for you. And then he reminded me of that time where I was awakened. And he said that there is an excitement, that there is a hovering over this area, over this part of the body, this church, for what's coming. I'm telling you right now, today, it's here. This is the day. Like eight years ago, when he told me it was April 11th, 
and that I would be standing here talking about the Holy Spirit. It's here. Draw from the well. Come and get it. Just like you showed me, these two would be the pastors. And I got to tell you that I saw you. I'm sitting here and I'm telling you, I can see you in your room alone. And it's, it seems like it's sunny and warm outside. And I see you curled up on your left side and you're crying. And you thought you were alone. And Jesus was sitting there with you. And you know, he's telling me when I was up here, he was showing me this whole picture and he was capturing your tears. And he's saying that every tear is a prayer. And that he holds those. And I don't know much about that. I don't know, I don't know much about your children, really. But I do know that what I'm seeing and that Jesus was in your room with you when you were crying. Does that make sense? You're never alone. And despair is not from God, but God captures everything and changes everything. And he's saying, I am a God who answers prayer. Every tear is a prayer. And he's captured those and he's moving on that. So those things that were upsetting you at the time and the things that concern you, you think they concern you, they concern him more. That's why he's holding your tears. And he's going to bring some things to pass and you're going to see some, some quick work. Whatever that moment was. Moments, actually. It's moments. Yeah, it's moments. Jay, God has delivered you and set you free. And you have a voice for him. And the enemy tried to silence it. He's tried to convince you that it's silenced. But you can't silence what God has given. Where sin abounds, grace is much more bound. When God is doing something, nothing can change it. The gift and calling that God has inside of you hasn't gone away. It's actually getting stronger. And you'll see in the the very near future, you'll see that that starts coming out. And you'll get more dreams and you'll get more visions and you'll get more insight. And you'll almost have daydreams. Start writing them down. Because those aren't dreams, those aren't thoughts, those are things that God is doing and manifesting. Now, excuse me, I see you as a little girl. And I see some people picking on you as a little girl, not treating you nice. I see some adults that weren't really doing anything about it, but I see how the enemy was trying to take you and distort what God had already promised for you and trying to take you and wipe you away and and trying to discredit you and and make you feel less valued than who you are and the derogatory comments those things that were happening the enemy did not want you to be here today he can't see the future but he knows when God is moving on somebody that he tries to put roadblocks but God is, is wiping those tears away he's filling you you're going to step into a different avenue. You're, you're going to, it's not like you're going to come here and it's going to get clean. It's like you're going to step over here and it's already clean. There's going to be a real shift in your life. And, and you know what? It's going to affect the people around you. 
I just see the love of God all over you. I see healing all over you. Hey, and don't be intimidated to cast those devils. Don't let them intimidate you. Speak to them. You have authority over it. And you already recognize where they're at and who they are and what they're doing, how they're manifest. Now speak to them. God is telling you that he's empowered you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, we're, we're going to do communion or they're going to do communion. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to play that song, Fresh Wind. And as you feel the spirit move you to come up, please come up. But I'll just tell you, the Fresh Wind song, the part that got me and had me start weeping is at the very beginning, where it says, a spirit sound, rushing wind, fire of God fall within. Holy Spirit, breathe on us, we pray. Do you want that? Do you want the Holy Spirit to breathe on you? When that song comes up, after they're done uh, doing the communion. Listen to the lyrics. Receive what, what the Spirit of God is saying to you and draw from the well. Draw from that well. Because there's so much in that, in that song. He picked it out for us for this day, which means he picked it out for you. It says, as we repent, turn from sin, revival amber smoldering, breath of God fall, uh, fall on us into flame, or fan us into flame. We need a fresh wind, fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out. See, revival. How many people here want revival? Guess what? It's arrived. Do you know why it's arrived? Because there's people that are praying. Prayer does amazing things the thing it does the most is it changes you inside it gets you to see God moving but what you need for revival is you need reformation at the top reforming restructuring and even flame flame fire burning on the people underneath and when those two come together you have revival well the reformation has been completed here and that flame has made contact. There's an igniting of what's happening. And it starts here today. The boldness that I'm telling you that it starts today, he's not asking your approval. He's telling you, come with me because this is what I'm doing. And watch what I'm doing. Let us uh, take communion. such a wonderful thing to be able to do what Jesus did with his disciples he said you know every time you gather to do this in remembrance of him that's awesome so Lord we thank you for your body that was broken that was beaten and that was laid down as a sacrifice for us so not only that we could go to be with you in heaven, but that so heaven could come down inside of us. And so I thank you for healing people right now, wherever they're standing. It's all because of you, God.
We thank you for your sacrifice and we partake today in remembrance of all that you have done and all that you're doing right now. Let's partake. As we prepare for the cup, I'm not going to sing, but this is out of a couple songs because I was praying about like communion. It's such an important thing. So I'm going to read what I, what the Holy Spirit gave me yesterday. So we are, we are returning to the place we've always belonged. Take us back to the garden. Lead us be back. Let us, lead us be back to the moment we heard your voice. Bring us back to communion, our first love. Let us lead us back to the moment we saw your face. And I know this for a fact. He is closer. He's closer than your skin in your skin. He's inside it. He's in the air we are breathing in. And it feels so good just to be his friend. I get to talk to Jesus. How beautiful this priceless love I've come to know in the midst of my darkest storm. We all have those. We have battles, but in it, this blood right here covers it all. I know the blood is still the blood, same from 2,000 plus years ago. It still works, it still, it still heals, it still breaks, and it still cleanses. It's still flowing from Calvary's hill thank you for the blood it washes white as snow the blood can make me whole it paid the debt I owe the blood has made me whole we thank you Jesus for your sacrifice and you paid it all so that we could be free in Jesus name